Hello everybody, Jesse Schreck here with Practical Missions Cohorts uh, in Italy at the work of evangelism, discipleship, and church planting. And today we're doing an update uh, regarding our most recent email update, which we send out about every 10 days to keep our partners informed on what's going on here in the mission field, seeing how their prayers are being used by God uh, for the growth of the church bodies here. And... Uh, also letting people know about different ways they can get involved. And so uh, today's update is titled Church Plant uh, Udine City. We titled it that because uh, we're going to talk a little bit about a church plant that's happening in that city and the role that we now have uh, to help that church plant continue moving forward when the missionaries there, our friends, return to the States. Uh, so we'll talk about that today. Uh, also, we're going to look at a, a Bible verse, two Bible verses, and a brief exhortation, uh, which I'll share regarding that. Some sad news from the mission field here in Italy. A uh, uh, missionary who recently went to be with the Lord. Very, very tragic situation. Very uh, sad because uh, she's still young and um, leaving behind her kids and, and her husband and, and all of that. Uh, so we'll share momentarily about that as well and uh, I'll share with you some of the photos that we shared recently we like to share photos on here you obviously you can't see them on the podcast but if you would click on the link here in the in the show notes you can see the update if you didn't get it in your email and uh, you'd be able to see these photos as well get a little glimpse into the work that's going on here in our life and ministry here in Italy uh, at the same time uh, we also have a couple prayer requests regarding uh, in particular this time this church plant and our role in that effort to keep it moving forward and uh, and really that's it I'll mention a couple other uh, things towards the end uh, just regarding ways of getting involved uh, nothing particularly new there but in case you're a new person tuning in uh, we want you to always be aware of the different opportunities now available through practical missions cohorts uh, so to begin, why don't we jump down here to, uh, I'll read this Bible verse. I actually shared it in Italian this time, just thought that might be nice. Uh, you can see it in Italian. I'll probably, I'll, I'll go ahead and read it for you guys in Italian, and then also I'll share it in English, and just mention a, a few things that can be of uh, encouragement uh, to us. Uh, recently, I preached uh, from the book of 2 Timothy, and uh, not in these verses in particular, but with this idea in mind as as the context and what's going on when Paul wrote this letter uh, to Timothy, his situation there in prison. Uh, so let me go ahead and read the verse, and then I'll leave a couple comments of exhortation for us today. So I'll read it for you in Italian first. If you know Italian, that's good. If not, at least you get to hear a little bit of what Italian sounds like. Uh, tu dunque, figlio mio, fortificati nella grazia che è in Cristo Gesù, e le cose che hai udite da me in presenza di molti testimoni, affidere a uomini fedeli che siano capaci di insegnare anche ad altri. You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. And uh, preaching uh, from 2 Timothy last Sunday, uh, the, the, the sermon was actually on the fact that Jesus edifies his church. So we looked at Matthew 16, verse, I think it's 18, the reality that Jesus promised to uh, build his church, to edify his church. He still is in the work of doing that uh, every day, and it happens one individual at a time. Uh, some churches may close, like we experienced one that closed down recently here in Italy. Very, very sad. Not necessary, but it happened. Uh, sometimes church bodies, local church contexts close, but the body of Christ, the church universal, does not ever close down or, or get less. Sometimes people uh, leave the faith, 
only to show that they were never truly of the faith. They were never actually born again. They were what's called a false convert. Jesus talked a lot about that. Uh, but the church is always growing, continually in a process of growth worldwide, continually growing. And, uh, and that's because Jesus promised to edify his church, and he is doing that. Uh, so the context here we have, uh, very important, and I was actually sharing from uh, chapter 4, uh, verses 1 to 6 last Sunday. And uh, But the reality is that's Paul in prison. The second time he's in prison, this time there's no getting out. He knows death is just around the corner. And soon after writing, he did end up becoming a martyr and, and going to be with the Lord, finishing his, his work here on earth, finishing the course, fighting the good fight, uh, remaining faithful to the word and, and faithfully fighting the good fight and all of this. And uh, But here he is, he's in prison, but he's encouraged still to fulfill his ministry while he's in prison. He knows his Lord personally. He knows in whom he has believed and he is confident. If he's in prison and this is it, it's going according to God's plan. God has the perfect plan. He knows what he's doing. Just like our friend missionary who went to be with the Lord way too early. Doesn't make sense to us. That's not a good plan. But God is in control. And if that's the situation, that's what happened. There must be a greater good in it that God is, is working all things together for even our good and for his glory. And there's a purpose behind that. Paul was in prison. Very desperate situation. For sure, he had moments of feeling very, very much down. But we also have beautiful letters like Philippians written from when he was in prison, talking about joy and rejoicing always and so on. And uh, and so he, he is personally exhorted, edified, built up by Jesus Christ and uh, sustained by Jesus Christ to the point that not only is he built up, edified, able to endure till the very end to finish his course, stay faithful, and uh, and lay down his life as a, as a sacrifice for the kingdom, uh, but he's also able, because of that, to exhort Timothy. Why is it important that he wrote to Timothy in this, time, in this context, this particular letter? If you read through the letter of 2 Timothy, it becomes clear that Timothy likely was losing faith, was becoming weak spiritually. The pressures of ministry the the things that just don't work out the way they're supposed to, uh, the loss, not converting as quick as they should. Uh, the weight of ministry was really on him. He's still younger. He's having to face criticism from different people. Uh, every good pastor knows what that's like. Uh, every good missionary understands these concepts. Uh, and he was he was likely not standing firm in the faith, becoming desperate, losing hope, thinking about abandoning it all, thinking about the life before, going back to that. And uh, and Paul caught wind of this, he understood this, and he writes this letter to exhort Timothy, to encourage him, fight the good fight, fan into flame the gift that God has given you, uh, fulfill your ministry, preach the word in season and out of season. What does that mean? Always. It's always the right time to preach the word. There's never not a right time to preach the word. And so he goes on and encourages and exhorts. And here we have these, these beautiful words here. You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Now this is interesting. This is very fascinating because ultimately we need to acknowledge and understand our great, great weakness when it comes to ministry, when it comes to serving the Lord. We literally can offer nothing of substance, nothing that bears fruit without uh, the Lord causing it to bear fruit, and so on. And uh, Paul was to the point he would boast in his weakness, and we should be boasting in our weakness, recognizing, understanding our humble state before God and when we are at his service. But it's interesting, isn't it, that the same guy who said, Paul, who said he boasts in his weakness, here he is telling someone to be strong. But he's saying, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. The difference here seems evident. He's not talking about be strong in the flesh, be strong physically, be strong 
uh, emotionally, whatever it is, but be strengthened by the grace, strengthened from within. What does it mean to be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus? It likely has a lot to do with taking into consideration all that Paul is saying in this letter. The truth of who our God is. The truth of what it means that all things are working together for our good and for His glory. For all those who love uh, the Lord. Uh, these are the kinds of things. So when you're, when you're passing time with the Lord, abiding in His Word day after day, saturated in His Word, in prayer, among the saints, uh, obeying Jesus, uh, living an obedient life, repenting of your sins quickly, uh, forsaking them, seeking the Lord with all your heart, and so on. Little by little and constantly, you're being strengthened and nourished by the grace that is in uh, Christ Jesus. And this is what Paul is getting at when he says this to him. And then he goes on, don't just be strengthened. That's good. It's already great. It's You need to be strengthened in the right things, not in fleshly and carnal ideas or emotions or, or as often is taught today, pump yourself up, look yourself in the mirror and say how beautiful, how awesome you are, uh, all this self-esteem That's nonsense, really. You need to understand your sinful condition, your wretched condition, but the great grace that has been granted to you in Christ, that you are a new creature in Christ, indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Don't be timid, Paul says to uh, Timothy. Uh, But remember, you've been given a spirit not of uh, timidity, uh, of shyness, but of, of of a sound mind, of love, of strength, and of discipline, and so on. Uh, so be strengthened in, in what, what is important. And don't just be strengthened, but he goes on, what you have heard from me, now that you're strengthened, and as you're being strengthened and staying strengthened by the grace of God, what you have heard, what you have received uh, in the presence of many witnesses, entrust that to faithful men. What is he saying? Be about making other disciples. It's not just about you feeling good, being good, having a successful or fruitful life or something like this, but you're called to bear fruit. Uh, You're a tree. You're being pruned by the Lord. Things need to be cut off. Difficulties come to prune you, to make you bear more fruit. But you're here still uh, to bear fruit for the Lord, Uh, to do your best wherever you have your occupation, your vocation, to do it unto the Lord, to honor God in all things, and to be involved personally in witnessing and evangelizing, in reaching the lost, in supporting global missions and supporting church planning efforts uh, like you guys who listen to this podcast already do and we thank you for that Uh, so what you have heard from me pass it on to others um, entrust it to others who can also teach others further and so that takes us to the to the big picture of what is paul uh encouraging timothy to do well first and as we see in the first letter to timothy that he wrote he encouraged him to remain at ephesus right and he's there because a church plan is formed. Paul was there evangelizing. Uh, people got converted, saved, born again of the Holy Spirit. He made disciples of them, taught them the word of God, taught them what it means to follow Christ, to be a disciple of Jesus Christ in the school of Christ and so on. A body formed naturally. How did church planning ultimately happen? Evangelists preach the gospel. They evangelize in season, out of season. They're proclaiming the word. Those who believe, who repent of their sins and trust in Christ, he spends time with them. He disciples them teaches them and they reproduce they keep evangelizing telling others because they don't want to see their friends and other people going to hell they want to obey their lord their master jesus christ they understand they have a lord now the good lord jesus christ and they're they're active they're living for the lord and so on and uh and next thing you know churches take form but in this particular case as is often with uh apostolic church planner like paul or even apostolic style church planning still today work still needs to be done right so timothy's commanded to stay there and establish elders in the church to train and equip other pastors men who are faithful uh as he says here 
train them, equip them so they can continue overseeing the flock and then you can get on with it like I did, Timothy, and continue evangelizing other places and planting more churches uh, and so on. Uh, so that's that's the, the, the big picture, what's going on there. Uh, he needs to be encouraged in the hard work of church planting and of discipling others, evangelizing the lost, and also training men for pastoral ministry so churches can fully be established um, by local nationals, leaders, and so on. And uh, and that takes us to the next part of our update today as we close things out then. Uh, this church in Udine, right? Uh, so, so God bless you with that. Be encouraged. Be strengthened uh, by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Uh, go to where the graces are. Go to the Word. Go to prayer. Be active in church. Be active in evangelism, right? And you will find the grace of God continuing to strengthen you from within. Do not abandon your local church. Do not drift in any way, but stay faithful. Keep at it. Fight the good fight, as Paul says here also uh, to Timothy. Amen. Our title is uh, Udine Church Plants. And uh, here's the story in a nutshell. This is for us. Uh, but first, let me mention this. The, if, you're, if you're praying along with us, uh, one particular prayer request that would be good is the Walty family. Lee and Jeanette Walty and their kids. Uh, they came here to Italy uh, a couple years after I came to Italy years ago. Great folks. We worked together for a little while. They went on to a different direction, and they've been there ever since. Uh, but least recently, I think it was uh, the third, no, maybe two days ago, Sorry, uh, the, they're having a, a service for her on the 3rd, of, which will be this Saturday, um, from what I understand. But they, uh, she passed. She, I think she had cancer or something, a terminal illness. Uh, there was nothing to do, nothing to be done. Uh, thankfully, her, her five kids were all able, I think, to get here into, back into Italy uh, and to be with her in the final moments. Uh, but she went to be with the Lord. Very, very sad. She was only, I think, in her 50s. And a wonderful, wonderful lady. I, I knew her a little bit. And uh, what... It, I knew of her. Everybody knows of her. She's just a wonderful lady. Very pleasant, very loving, very kind, very active. Uh, great example of the love of Jesus Christ for the world. And uh, she's gone to be with the Lord. So very, very sad, very tragic, before her time, uh, so to speak. And uh, But here, here now, uh, pray for her family that remains uh, with us. Pray for her husband, Lee, and, and their kids, and, and uh, who are going to live the rest of their life without her, their, their mother present. But they do know she's with the Lord. She had strong faith in Jesus Christ as her Lord and as her Savior. So uh, pray for comfort for them. Uh, it truly is a, a tragedy. And uh, and we just mentioned that. Uh, but uh, to the to the church plant update in Udine, uh, recently here at PMC, uh, we made a proposal uh, of a commitment that we can make uh, to help this church plant uh, carry on into its next phase. Uh, a situation similar to what we just talked about, Paul leaving Timothy in Ephesus to continue that work take it into its next phase and to see men established uh, as pastors and elders in the church. Uh, so the church was started by missionary uh, friends of ours. Uh, they asked if we could ha- if we could move to Udine. Uh, they asked us this uh, maybe a couple of years ago and, and, and a couple times since. Uh, it's about an hour and a half from where we are here in Mestre. Uh, so they asked if we could move there to help be a part of the ministry there, but now specifically to shepherd this flock, if I could pastor them into the next phase of the church's life. Uh, We don't uh, believe the Lord wants us to abandon the ministry here in Mestre, the city where we currently are, Uh, but we do care about these dear believers in need of a pastor, and we care about our friends very dear to us and like mentors to us, uh, the missionary friends of ours. So our proposal uh, is that we could shepherd the flock by by commuting uh, to that city, 
uh, every Saturday afternoon or evening, spend the night there, meet with people to disciple, and then wake up and lead worship in the morning, preach, teach, spend time with everybody, and get back to Mestre in the afternoon to be able to lead in the future church gatherings as they begin happening here uh, in Mestre, Lord willing. Uh, and that's a common thing. Many churches here in Italy gather in the evenings. Saturdays, most people still work. Sunday, they're off. Uh, so they always uh, maximize time to rest a little bit in the mornings and then church is a, is a common thing uh, for the afternoons. Anyway, uh, that's the proposal we made. Uh, we talked about it a lot with our with our board of directors, and we talked about it with different supporters, churches that support us and partnered in the ministry. We do have mutual friends that have been supporting them and now uh, also support us and so on, and uh, particularly in New York. And uh, so we made that proposal, and they've been thinking about it, praying about it, considering the other proposals that were made for them, uh, for their future, and they uh, decided they would like us to, to, to move them into the next phase, me to be their pastor, and we're humbled by that. That's great, and uh, the so now we're, we're, we're making plans to, to make this uh, transition here to the next phase. Um, so the, the Wells family, the missionaries there, they're returning in, to the U.S. in October, um, and, uh, and yeah, we see this uh, as, as an opportunity uh, to serve those folks there in that city, a fruitful ministry uh, with the end goal of seeing Italian men trained in pastoral ministry so that a plurality of elders uh, can be there overseeing the flock in the future as we pull out. And then we'll be like sister churches, friends here in Mestre, also there uniting for different events, gatherings, annual gatherings, and so on. Uh, a big family, but in, in two different locations. Uh, so that's the desire. And uh, But to make this a smooth transition, we ask you, please uh, pray for all of us involved here, the people of the church, for the family, missionary family moving back to the States. And for us, uh, beginning in September, we'll be going there every week. And also through September, I'll be preaching uh, predominantly uh, yeah, every other week, it seems. And then um, so that they can maximize their time getting things packed and ready to go for the end of October. Uh but pray for a good, smooth transition uh, for that church. Punto di Luce is the name. And also pray uh, for necessary provisions for us as we take on this calling. Uh, we need funds. Uh, hopefully some of the partners partnered with the missionaries there will want to see that church continue and be able to redirect their, their giving towards us. Pray for that to happen. It seems uh, that's possible. Pray for that. But we need funds to cover a few things. One would be gas, taking into account uh, it's just an hour and a half away, but in Italy, gas is 7 to $9 a gallon, way more expensive than in America. And so you literally, you count how many kilometers something is away from where you are. Uh, that's a normal thing. Cars are always very small because you need to maximize fuel consumption. Uh, pray for funds for a place to stay uh, when we go there. Uh, we, we, we talked about it. We've been counseled. The best idea is probably to have a private residence of some sort so that our family doesn't grow tired and weary over time. It's one thing to do this kind of commute for a month or two months or something like this, but when we're talking a few years, uh, you really have to take into account what is going to be best for your family so you're shepherding your family well, caring for them well. They have the privacy and downtime they need and don't feel burdened or anything and can be thriving and fruitful in the ministry. So pray for us to find a, uh, a private residence, either through Airbnb or a mini apartment at a really good price in a good location uh, to make that kind of ministry, dual ministry, dual cities uh, possible and the funding necessary for that. Uh, pray for energy and strength uh, as we have to add these commutes into the ministry, uh, already a full ministry, what we have. And, uh, and pray for more missionaries. Ideally, this would be a wonderful thing uh, for more missionaries to come and definitely play a valid, very important role in the big ministry of church planning here. Uh, more people, the better. Uh, other couples, uh, men and women of God, to come and be a part of what we're doing 
to make these kinds of uh, ministries more fruitful and better. Uh, and then at the same time, our prayer request for today is simply pray for our fruitful evangelism and regular Bible studies in, uh, here in Mestre City and that we can begin having gatherings start uh, on a regular and consistent basis. Um, a couple photos and then we'll close out today. Don't want to go too long. Uh, but that's the, that's the story in a gist for what's going on with that church plant, our involvement, and how you can pray together with us. And and we asked you in the previous uh, update to pray about this, and it seems your prayers were answered, the Lord directed hearts, and this is the outcome, and now we're taking steps to move into this next phase of that ministry. Um, typically, uh, we're pretty good at this, uh, at saying no, I would say. Uh, we've been diligent about that in our 12 points of church planning. We even talk about it, how often in ministry and church planning in places here like Italy, good opportunities come up all the time. There's so many great things to do for the Lord. Uh, but to be a good and fruitful church planter, you have to learn how to say no to pretty much everything that does not help your particular efforts of evangelizing the lost in your city, making disciples, planning church, training elders, and so on. It's a very specific task we have. We can't get lost in other stuff. And uh, so we, we've been trained in this and by God's grace been very diligent and, and disciplined in this matter to say no. And this is a, one of those occasions where automatically we say no, we can't even consider something like this. But the fact that we are dear friends and, uh, and these are like mentors to us and we have common and mutual friends back in the States and churches and uh, it's, it's really hard to say no. It's just a good Christian thing to do in this case, to make a proposal, offer what you can, and if it's acceptable for them, if it's sufficient, go with it and let God, pray to God to take care of what you can't do and to do the rest and depend on Him, trust in Him. Offer your two, lev- two loaves or, or five loaves and two fish and trust the Lord to make up for what lacks. Um, that's the approach we took here. By faith, we're, we're, we're stepping into this next ministry. Um, couple photos and we'll close out. Uh, there is a photo if you look at the update. Again, it's in the show notes. A little picture of where the church gathers. Uh, small church. We're talking, uh, I think, 10 to 15 people at this point that gather consistently. Uh, you, there's a picture of a map from where we're located, the, the, the drive up towards the Alps, a little bit east of us to Udine, from Mestre to, to north of Udine. Uh, the drive, so you can see uh, where it is there. Picture of Cornelius enjoying uh, uh, the, the local park. Uh, we go there consistently, getting to know different families and other kids and parents and so on, but also time for him to play and enjoy the water cool down in the midst of uh, the, the bad summer heat. We've had a heat wave here recently, and it's been pretty hard, very hard. Uh, so two photos of him playing there. Jerry V also. Jerry V got some glasses recently, eyeglasses. Big news, big deal. Uh, first time she's ever gotten glasses. Uh, she definitely needed them. She said They said uh, the, the eye person doctor said it would actually be illegal for her to drive. Her vision is so bad. So now she has glasses and can actually, uh, actually see things properly. She called me by the right name this time because uh, she can actually see who I am. That's a joke. Uh, she didn't really do that. But she can actually see things, and it's amazing. It's wonderful. And also a picture here is of uh, Mestre City in the evening uh, you can see the little clock tower castle type thing uh, just a glimpse of town here in the in, in the evening uh, that's it guys uh, we'll stop there today i'm going too long uh vision trip keep thinking about it your church can come out and do something we're thankful for the folks who came out recently it was a wonderful time hoping to see some more of those folks coming out again soon so much to be done here in italy so much work we're always grateful for more helpers ask a missionary i got tons of questions that i've answered and need to answer record and uh, hope to post some of that very soon uh but again just be patient with us because this is the 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 most active time of the year for us, the summertime. Lots of evangelism needs to be happening, and we're, we're focusing on that primarily right now. Uh, the blog is always available. Lots of good stuff there for your edification uh, and, and building up encouragement. 
Um, yeah, administrator, ESO, outreach director, different positions available, uh, all kinds of things. And, uh, and so please check out the website, practicalmissions.org. If you have any questions, you have any comments, uh, feel free to uh, go to the show notes there, uh, find the link to send us an email or, or make a phone call, give us a call, leave a message, uh, and don't hesitate to reach out and start a conversation. Uh, like Jesus driven to his cross, so we at PMC, we drive ourselves to the singular task of church planning in Italy exclusively. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and thanks for your prayers and support. God bless you. Ciao, ciao. If you like the podcast, we encourage you now to come on over and join us on the inside. If you love Jesus Christ, you love this podcast, you love the Italian people, you love the church of Jesus Christ, it's the perfect place for you to meet other people and uh, see and understand more about the Italian culture and what is going on with Practical Missions Cohort in the Italian context. Look forward to seeing you over there. God bless.